0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. How many of you love the presence of God? Amen. You love the presence of God. He's He's so good. He's so good. He's so good. He's so good. Turn to two or three people and just declare that in the name of Jesus. There's power in our words. And just say that. Just say, I'm an ambassador of healing in the name of Jesus. Say it like you believe it. In the name of Jesus, I'm an ambassador of healing. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. That's where it begins, you know. We begin to declare and we begin to make room. There may be a little fuzzy on the inside of you that says, who, me? But we make room for that. And we shift our focus off of ourselves and what we feel that we have earned or who we are or what we, you know, all of that conversation that wants to go on in our head and we say lord we just look to you and we say god this is your this is your objective god your objective is there's way too many sick folk and you had an objective where the cross was concerned the blood of jesus was shed in the name of jesus hallelujah his blood is ever on the mercy seat and it cries out strength it cries out mercy it cries out forgiveness On your and my behalf and those that know him and those that don't know him in the name of Jesus God is desiring to raise up an army of people who would believe and allow him to use us as ambassadors of healing in the name of Jesus hallelujah because healing shows people that God is good and god is good only good always good in the name of jesus and because we believe in seed time and harvest we believe that we must preach the word where healing is concerned in order for us to have harvest of healing amen it's as simple as that it's as simple as that so that's what i'm doing i'm here today and we will be over the next number of weeks just releasing the word of God where healing is concerned amen and we're going to allow you know the word is dynamic the scripture tells us it's powerful there's life in the word and there's no telling what's going to happen but can I say this you know if we go from the place where we're going to talk a lot I think about maybe tonight of aligning ourselves with with and maybe addressing some of the things that have hindered people that have said you know i'm standing in faith or i've been standing in faith and believing why is faith not working where healing is concerned and we're going to align ourselves to god's way of thinking so there's no telling as i said what can happen some of the greatest things that can happen is that revelation can come and illumination can come to what has been hindering or blocking things So let's just be open to what god wants wants to speak to us shall we let's be open to anything and everything anything and everything that god wants to do to not only bring forth the manifestation of healing but to sequentially prepare us and walk us along that journey so we can see the manifestation of healing but so that it doesn't stop there so that he prepares and equi- equips each one of us in the name of jesus to become that army of people hallelujah because there's as i said a lot of sick folk out there and i don't know if it's because i've been saturating myself in this thinking for the lord but i'll tell you up until now i've never thought about my age i don't think about how old i am I try not to think about symptoms and whatnot. I try to just, you know, just declare the word of God and healing over myself and just kind of keep on going. And if there's something that I need wisdom on, I seek the Lord on wisdom. But, you know, I've been thinking a lot about that. And I'm thinking, you know, often we will have a room full of young people. But, you know, when you're young, and you don't feel you know, symptoms in your body of any kind, you're not thinking about those things, and we shouldn't think about those things. But you know, the Word of God, Jesus didn't just come so that we could put a Band-Aid on things. He didn't just come so that when we have symptoms, we could be free of them. He came, and the purpose of the cross is that we would walk in wholeness and health and strength all the days of our lives and so we want to understand we don't want to just go from being sick and getting well thank god for that but we're going to dig a little bit deeper into how does the enemy get a foothold anyway how do we give him permission because the bible tells us the curse without a cause can't come and so somehow some way we must be giving him permission to come in and have his way. And let me say, I want to know if there's a symptom in my body. Because I'll tell you this, that there is a high percentage of sickness and disease that is caused by the way we think. By generational things. The book of Numbers tells us that God visits the iniquity of the fathers on the third and fourth generation. So there is, you know, I heard a woman say it today my mom had arthritis that's what she said and she was explaining why as a young woman she's dealing with arthritis and she explained it away but how many of you know it doesn't have to be that way it doesn't have to be that way it doesn't have to be that way way. but if we don't put ourselves in the place of understanding who God is what he's saying what he's done then we are subject to every the bible tells us wind of doctrine that comes our way and so what we want to do is we want to preach the word so that we could know that we know that we know what god is saying what the will of god is not only for our lives but so that we can become those ambassadors of healing how many of you say that that's a good thing amen that's a good thing hallelujah so i heard the lord speak to me amen He said, my word is the platform for healing. And so what he's speaking to our hearts is this idea of that's my objective, that's my plan. My plan is to sow some seeds of healing and see some healing. My plan is to sow some seeds of healing and get people from the place where we believe that healing is just for certain people, but it's not necessarily for us. My plan is to overcome every objection in the name of jesus through the power of the word of god so that we could see healing come to pass in the name of jesus god's desire is that we would have salvation for our spirit peace for our minds and healing for our bodies salvation hallelujah for our spirit peace for our mind so much sickness and disease is caused by stress and worry and what we want to do now there are times in life you know where we're just negligent and you know maybe the weather's changing and you know we run outside without a coat and we do all those things maybe we ought not do well you know sickness colds can come and flus can come and go. I'm talking about the things that we're going to talk about tonight where, where our thinking, there's a root of thinking because that's who we are fundamentally as a house. Amen. And we want to, when we look at healing, we want to say, God, what have you been speaking to us as a house concerning our plan, our objective, who we are, so we want to look at healing at least tonight in that light and say there is a connection between what i think when it's not lining up with with the word of god or generationally that is a bad root and the fruit or the biological things that are coming forth as a consequence of those things does that make sense so we want to take a look at that so it's Healing for our body in the name of Jesus. So let's maybe turn up the lights. Pastor asked me to teach. And so everything in me wants to (laughs) flow. So I'm going to maybe slow down and teach. Because it's true, when we do preach the word, the word of God is powerful. And you know, you could just be, the word of God will inspire you. The Word of God will strengthen you. The Word of God will build faith. Did you know that? There's life in the Word. Proverbs chapter 4 tells us that the Word of God is actually medicine. That when you just put yourself under the Word of God, that healing will flow in your body. What does that tell us? That tells us that when we're not giving ourselves to God and the ways of God, then we become subject to, to sickness and disease. It's almost like there's this force field that's created around us when we walk intimately with the Lord and in his word, where Holy Spirit as the sons of God can begin to guide us and direct us. And I've been in situations like that. I can tell you that healing works. I can tell you today that You know, faith for healing, faith in God, where healing is concerned, shall I say, works. I can tell you that in 30 years of serving God, in my life, in my family, I have worked the word and the word of God has worked. And I can tell you that sometimes I've had to get alone with God and I've had to find out, Lord, you know, it, it, and where God, I get in the presence of God and I'm thinking a certain way and I'm not even realizing that I'm thinking a certain way, but because I get myself in the presence of God, he'll speak a thing to me and I'm like, Lord, what are you talking about? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, oh my gosh you know, and I can make that adjustment and that correction, and that removes the block, and then healing flows. Can I tell you tonight in the name of Jesus that if if I tell you that the Word of God works, if I tell you emphatically in the name of Jesus that God hears our prayers and when we pray, God answers, that when we release the Word of God that healing always comes, can I tell you most emphatically in the name of Jesus that when you pray a prayer for healing, healing always comes. And what we want to look at is, is you know, we, we want to, we love, don't you love, I love when you go to the altar and you just, pray a prayer and either the faith of the minister or the readiness and the preparation of the person that's come to pray and they spent time in God and they've prepared and all of a sudden when the two become one and we just release the word of God shebang we see miracles and we see blind eyes open and we see pain go and we see where people couldn't bend they can bend and we see you know where where people were having a hard time we see all of these things and that's wonderful and i love it but you know and and you know we can camp there but i tell you in most cases and in most circumstances that's not true for most people la. Many people come to the altar and pastor has been, this is just a continuation really of so many years of teaching, but we're looking at it in the light or through the scope of healing. A lot of times when we hear the word of God, we hear the word on Mark 4, we look at it, you know, really in the area of stewarding financially or that financial pressure that's in our life and the breakthrough that we need. But, you know, that's uh, so what I was, was starting to say is like young people aren't thinking about, you know, what happens naturally in a life. That's what that woman was trying to tell me. You know, the older, I was speaking to her and saying, you know, you're way too young right. to, to, you know, 60 years old is way too young to sit on the floor and not be able to get up. Can I get a witness? It's way too young to be able to bend down and put your shoes on and not be able to get up again. But can I say to all the young folk in the room, to all the young folk in the room that 60 is coming, that 70 is coming, that 80 is coming, 90 is coming, 100 is coming? And we can declare those things, but, but what we want to do is, is, is not just give all of our attention because there's pressure to give our attention to finances or there's pressure to give our attention, you know, when we're young, to relational issues or to, to, to our career. But God wants us to just build our faith where healing is coming, is concerned, so that when 40 comes and when 50 comes and when 60 comes... We're walking free from pain. Can I tell you that's not the case naturally? Can I tell you as wonderful as, as the, the, the medical system is that's out there, they're doing their best with people, but they're not building hope. And in many cases, the Word of God builds hope in our lives. The Word of God gives us hope that no matter what no matter you know i can give you hope today by telling you could be 60 you could be 70 you could be 80. i heard a beautiful story the other day about a a gentleman who was walking intimately with the lord and He's, you know, asked his wife to release him. It was time he's up there in age and he just said to her, you know, walking closely with God, what God wants us to do is he wants us to understand as we release the word of God, we're getting a glimpse of who God is. We're getting a glimpse of who we are, how God thinks and how, you know, who you and I are and how God wants us to live. And so he was saying, you know, he spoke to his wife, he's walking intimately with God. He's up there in years and he just says to her, you know, I I want you to release me because I feel like it's my time to go home and she's shocked You know at what's coming out of his mouth and he said yes i believe it's time for me to go and so she says you know because she's walking with the lord she just stops and she has a conversation with god and sure enough god says you know what he's done here i need you to release him and let him go and so they have this beautiful intimate moment and she releases him and he's walking so intimately and closely with god that he hears from the lord he he basically says to his wife at 10 o'clock tonight i'm going He sits in a chair and at 10 o'clock he closes his eyes and leaves. He departs. He didn't die of sickness. He didn't die of disease. But he had a revelation of the Father. He had a revelation of the power of the life in the Word of God. He had a revelation of these things. And that's the hope that you and I have. The hope is that when someone comes to us with with cancer, the hope is that when people come to us, and they will, and they do, when they come to us with Lyme's disease, and they come to us with kidney failure, and liver failure, and all kinds of things, that that the world offers care, just causing them to just hold on. You know, we're just we're trying to make your life as good as we can. Mm-hmm. Right? We're just trying to make you as good as we can. But 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 Isaiah 53 says that God God's word has made a way that we could be cured. Mm-hmm. God's word gives us hope. Mm-hmm. Hope Jeremiah tells us hope for a future. Hope for an end that's not Alone somewhere in bed where we are, you know, that's no way to live. But in the natural, when we're not doing due diligence, in the natural... And God is raising his desire, his will is to raise up an army in you and I of believers in the name of Jesus that as people come, our eyes are so fixed and focused on God. Our eyes are so fixed and focused on his word, on who he is, on how his word operates, that when they come to us and they speak to us, we're not afraid. We're not running in the other direction. Our trust is in god our hope is in his word our trust is in his word our trust is that when we pray a prayer in the name of jesus that god hears and god answers And that if there's something that's in the way, Holy Spirit's going to show us in the name of Jesus what's in the way. And as we speak, those things are going to move because Mark tells us that we can speak to the mountain in the name of Jesus and that it must move in Jesus' name. And when there's nothing in the way, healing always comes. Turn to somebody and say, healing always comes. In the name of Jesus, it always comes, it always comes, it always comes, it always comes. Exodus chapter 15 says, because we need context, amen? We need context to build a case. That's what the enemy holds against us. He builds a case on the words that we speak, he builds a case on the words that our grandparents have spoken and our parents have spoken for three and four generations. Those words that are alive, those words that Proverbs tells us that are living, that are active, that are powerful, those words that contain the very power of life and death, those words that we have released in the name of Jesus that are either working for us or working against us exodus tells us and so we build a case on the word of god we build we allow the word to build a case and you know sometimes when you hear something the first time you know faith is coming because the word is powerful and the word is changing me the word is changing me but sometimes i need to hear it again And sometimes I need to hear it again. And sometimes I don't hear things until I've heard them 10 times, 20 times. We give ourselves to these things because we know, hey God, faith in God is what pleases you. And we know we don't have to go too far to find those that are around us when we allow our heart to be moved by love and compassion. There's sick people out there that God wants us to touch, that God wants us to pray a prayer for. And so he starts with us and says, build a case, allow my word to build a case of truth in your heart in the name of Jesus. Isaiah 53 and verse five, so that's what we're doing, we're releasing the seed of the word of God and we're declaring in the name of Jesus as we release that word, God needs something to work with. As we release that word, it's giving God something to work with. God needs something to work with. And so Isaiah 53 says he was wounded or he bore our transgressions. He bore those things in our life where those thoughts, those, those thoughts, those belief systems, either generationally that we adopted, either experientially that we adopted, that were contrary, that were perversed, where, that caused us to revolt to the word of God and the ways of God. That's literally what that word means. Our transgressions is a, re, a revolt. Anything in our life, anywhere in our life where, where we are knowingly or unknowingly believing something other than the word of God. We need intimacy with God. We need to be washed by his word so that he can show us Because there's times where where we have been doing what Pastor Alex said, releasing that seed of the word of God. And we've been doing it faithfully. We've been doing it for years. But see, the one thing about the enemy is that he knows that God does everything legally. God has set things up so that we would prosper. He has set things up so that you and I would be so protected and untouchable by the enemy. And so it's important for us to understand him and to understand his word so that the enemy can't come in and just wreak havoc in our lives and cause us to revolt or to believe something that is contrary to God's will for our lives, to God's goodness for our lives, to the fact that God's desire is that we would be well, that we would walk in healing, that there isn't anything that you or I have to do to deserve it but there's one thing that connects us to the enemy or holds us in bondage to him, and that is our thinking. Our thinking opens a door. Our worry opens a door for him to come in and have his way. Our thinking, unchecked, not lining up with the word of God, eventually, Job said, that which I greatly feared. when you spend the enemy banks on this generational idea of weakness and sickness and pain, where when we're born, we just buy into it. And what causes us to revolt against the lies of the enemy is forcing ourselves in a service like this or forcing ourselves to to discipline ourselves to put our iPods in our ear. To put the Word of God in so that we could hear it and hear it and hear it and be washed by it and be transformed by it and something, faith. Is growing and it's growing and it's growing and when that seed is mature and full-grown Joshua tells us that there will be a rising up that there will be a revolt that we won't we won't be able to sit back and allow those symptoms any longer to have their way in our lives but we rise up and we declare the truth as God speaks it in the name of Jesus And if we don't give ourselves to that then the truth is is that we just get used to things that we learn how to function with headaches and we learn how to function with pain we learn how to function we learn how to just survive and exist and god's desire is that there would be such an awakening there would be such an impetus there would be such a stirring such a revolt That this word would cause such a, a desire that would be awakened in your heart and my heart, where those things that we are just putting up with in our life in the name of Jesus. Because I'll tell you something, when in the natural, when you just leave bad things alone, they don't naturally get better. In the natural, When you don't begin, when I don't begin to build a case against those things and find out where, what was the thinking, what was the generational thinking, what's the thinking that opened the door, that gave him permission, that's holding me captive, that's caused me to be ensnared. Holy Spirit, show me what that is. And when I remove it from the equation, healing that's been flowing all along makes contact. That's where our suddenlies are. That's where our suddenlies are. That's where our suddenlies are are in the name of Jesus. As we give ourselves to the truth of the word and it washes us. He was bruised for our iniquities, for that wrong thinking, for that Wrongdoing for that perversity, twisted thinking, the punishment that was required. For our well-being, our shalom, our safety, our happiness, our welfare, our health, our prosperity, our peace. The punishment that was necessary for our well-being, the scripture tells us, was upon him. It was all put against him. If we allow that to not, for, to not be for naught in the name of Jesus and by his stripes or his wounds we are healed or mended or cured first Peter chapter 2 and verse 24 tells us in the present tense that we are healed in the name of Jesus that place positionally from the cross in Jesus name Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 tells us now faith is one of the greatest things that you could do as you get the word of God where healing is concerned, is that you take those scriptures and you put yourself in them. It takes a little bit of finagling in your mind to take a scripture and work it so that it makes sense and it puts you in the equation and it becomes present tense, doesn't it? But that's necessary. We have to work that word. And the beautiful thing that's happening is that it's becoming a part of us. Faith is growing and it's changing us. And we're remembering it so that when we need to recall it, when something comes, you know, something comes, you've seen it, you've heard a report, and all of a sudden you heard a report in somebody else's life and that twinge goes off in your own heart. You know, fear You hear somebody else's report and fear goes off in your own heart and you ignore it and ignore it and ignore it but i'll tell you something when that twinge of fear is there you can't have an emotion you can't have an emotion without a thought behind it you can't have an emotion without a belief behind it and what what god's desire is is that we would come to the place where where those areas where we've been stuck, those areas and those things that are around us that that we've been maybe given authority over, those things that are around us, that we would no more be silent in them, but we would be building a case and that we would be empowered to actually do something. The book of Joshua says that when you and I give ourselves to the truth of God and the truth of healing, when we give ourselves to it continually, something's going to happen to us where healing is concerned. There's a boldness and a courage that's going to rise up in us where we might have just walked past people, where we might have felt helpless and not done something. There's a boldness that's inside of us where we can't sit still. We won't sit still. We can't sit still. We can't be silent anymore because we've crossed the line and now we know too much. But it's not only a matter of knowing because a lot of us know that God is good. A lot of us know that God heals. But what happens when we give ourselves over to the word of God is that we move from that place of just knowing to doing something about it to actually doing something about it. What does it look like, God? Okay, I got the sniffles. Okay, I've had continual headaches, God. Okay, allergies, God. Hey, Lord, could there be some kind of wrong thinking behind these things? Holy Spirit, just in a moment, Holy Spirit, how did this get into my life? Is there some kind of thinking? We think, oh, you know, I just pop a little tiny little pill every single morning, what's the big deal? Hey! God wants us to experience the fullness because how many of you have a desire, you know? We can sometimes, you know, we, we, I, I could do this sometimes, just living in the moment and enjoying the moment. And I don't know if I like what God's doing in me is causing me to kind of look down the road and taste this thing of, hey, I'm going to be 60 one day and 70 one day and 80 one day and 90 one day and 100 one day. I've never thought like that. I've never thought in terms of that. I've always been driven by this desire that God, Pastor Ian has always talked to us and you've always talked to me about, you know, these great plans and, and this great dream and how we're going to change the world and, and, you know, God's been talking to me about, well, you know, you got to hang around long enough because if I'm 54 and we're just getting started, if I'm 54 and we haven't, you know, touched the tip of the iceberg yet, that I have to have an absolute intolerance for those little Mm -hmm. symptoms that God has a cure for. Those little symptoms that behind them, quite possibly, there is a thought process that we've given ourselves to either knowingly or unknowingly for a long period of time that over time... Over time, over time, those things have found themselves in our bodies, in our children, in our grandchildren. Amen? God's desire is that the word of God would empower us to do more than to just say, I'm drawing the bloodline. And say it really emphatically because we know something about the word and we know something about somebody that God healed somewhere. But what does it look like in your life, in my life? What does it look like to maybe read a few books, to open up the word, maybe get a concordance out, maybe get your dictionary out? What does it look like? to have a symptom and take the word of God and maybe struggle with a headache for a whole, you know, say, I'm gonna put up with it. Maybe I would have done it instantly, but I wanna give it an hour, God. I'm gonna maybe give it two hours, God. I'm gonna maybe give it to the end of the day where I'm just like, you know. I'm gonna begin to put the word of God to the test and, and something happens when we do that Something happens when we show God that we're hungry, when we're hungry for healing, when we're hungry to be a vessel for healing, when we're hungry for what he has in store. Something happens to us when we put ourselves in that humble place as a student before God. Holy Spirit comes and he begins to speak to us so graciously because he sees that hunger and he sees that desire and he begins to do something called teach and show and lead and guide, and direct, and move those things that are in the way. Obstacles, mountains, roots that we know nothing about. So hidden, but but must be dealt with in the area of healing. And that's so important to the Lord because many people will receive healing, but if we don't allow the lifestyle of the Word of God to keep us well, how many say that'd be worth it? Yeah. Yeah. How many say it'd be worth it to gain this revelation? It'd be worth it to be 70 and 80. And have the spirit of Caleb come upon you where you are younger in your older years than you were when you were young. How many of you say that'd be worth it to not have to live life, you know, stuck and you can't go and you can't do and you can't participate. How many of you say it'd be worth it? But I'm going to tell you, it's going to require some work on our part. It's going to require some work on your part. It's going to require some, can I say, some learning, some, some trial and error. Some of the greatest things that happened to me in my life, honestly, where learning this was concerned, you know, I, I laugh at it now, but I remember having these, you know, and not understanding that a, a thought process could possibly be behind this. I was having constant earaches. And I remember at the time, financially, you know, a lot of the reason why we didn't go get medicine was because of finances. And I remember, you know, just having to press into God because, well, if we weren't going to go get the medicine, then I needed to be healed because I couldn't deal with the constant pain of this thing. And so the circumstances required us to press in. The circumstances require us. But sometimes, you know, God's desire, sometimes we don't have those, you know, circumstances, but God is releasing a grace upon us so that we would be those ones that would stand for others in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit comes to help us stay focused. You might be saying tonight you know what Lord I want that God I've been dealing with that pain God or maybe someone in my family's been dealing with that pain God I know I've touched on this but I haven't stayed on it and stayed on it so so that there it comes up in me to the place where I want to do something about it Holy Spirit is here the Bible tells us in first Corinthians that he knows the thoughts of God and when it comes to roots and when it comes to wrong thinking and when it comes to obstacles and barriers Holy Spirit knows what's in the way so he's gonna give us our focus and he's going to give us the perspective of heaven in the name of Jesus that we need hallelujah thank you Lord thank you father thank you Lord hallelujah is everybody good Lord we just bless you tonight in the name of Jesus we thank you for the power of your word we thank you God for your desire in the name of Jesus to reveal wrong thinking Lord that would hold us Lord in the snare of the enemy. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus for revealing, God, thoughts and causing a shift in our thoughts that would keep that door closed to the enemy in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus for revealing, God, those areas, Lord, of feeling that caused us to respond, Lord, the way that we shouldn't maybe in Jesus' name. I want to read a couple of you know, what, so what am, what am I doing? I am creating a platform. In Second Timothy, in verse, chapter 2, in verses 24 to 26, the scripture says, the servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone, be able to teach and be patient to gently instruct those who oppose the truth. So I'm here releasing the word of God in hopes that the presence of God and the anointing of God would shine light in the areas of our lives where we have opposed the truth. It goes on to say, which is startling, that when that happens, perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Mm. Then, it goes on to say, they will come to their senses. What have we been putting up with? We will come to our senses yeah. and escape from the devil's trap. They have been, when our thinking is contrary to God's way of thinking. The scripture tells us in 2 Timothy that we have been, past tense, held captive by him, listen to the scripture, to do whatever he wants. That when we oppose God's way of thinking, we must give ourselves to the instruction of the word of God because And light must come because when we give ourselves to the word, then light will come eventually. And we are freed in every area of life from the snare of the enemy because when our thinking opposes God knowingly or, listen, unknowingly, God is a gentleman and he will allow us to think whatever we want, to choose whatever we want, right or wrong, to choose when we hear a a teaching to walk away and say and do contrary to what God is saying and what God desires. But what God wants tonight is that our eyes would be open. Listen, you're, you're, you're reading it. It's black words on a white page in the New Testament, the epistles that tell us that instruction comes to us. In those areas of our lives, when we are expectant and we come and we humble ourselves and we say, okay, God, I'm free reign. I'm free reign for you to come and speak to me. Whatever you want to say to me, God, today, I'm free reign. I want you, God, to shine the light on my thinking. I would never have assumed as much as I love you, God. God's not moved by need. He's moved by faith he's moved by right thinking and right believing and right acting that my opposition to him would allow the enemy second timothy tells me to come into my life and do whatever he wants do we read that right held captive by him, the word tells us that he who the Son has set free is free indeed. The Bible tells us that we are to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. That we are being being, being, being transformed by the renewing of our mind. The Word of God is shining the light. It's a lamp and a light to our path. When, 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 when we give ourselves to the Word of God, it becomes a lamp and a light to show you, me, what? Our areas of believing and thinking and speaking and living that are, what? In opposition to God. Why? Because God's desire is that he who the Son has set free would experience freedom. Spirit, shalom. Soul, body, financially and relationally in the name of Jesus believing or choosing wrong thoughts gives the enemy what a legal right into our life when we believe lies something other than what god is saying god's perspective that holy spirit is here to give us we give the enemy permission let that sink in and say it's not worth it it's not worth my strength it's not worth my strength. It's not worth my health. It's not worth it. First Timothy verse one, chapter one and verse 19, tells us this: that we are to cling to our faith and keep our consciences clear. that when they're not clear, thinking clearly in line with God's way, it says some have violated their consciences. And the result of that, violating our conscience, is that faith becomes shipwrecked. Faith isn't working. And if it takes faith, To be healed to move a mountain we keep a clear conscience before god short daily accounts before him where our thinking and our feeling is concerned where our acting is concerned how do you do that how do we do that how do we do that we turn our eyes on jesus We turn our eyes on Jesus. We look away to what others have said and done and we look to Him. We look to Him, this scripture tells us, look to Him. He is the author. He is the finisher. He is the perfecter of our faith. Whether we win or lose, whether we finish, has everything to do with what we believe, with what we think, with what we allow in our emotions. The health of our body, the state of our physical body has much to do with thoughts, perspectives that aren't in line. It's a rotting perspective. It's a poison perspective that is attracting all manner of evil sickness and disease and the solution is easy is we turn our eyes to the Lord and we allow him to come in to those areas of doubt. We allow him to come in and speak to those generational things we've seen. We allow him to come in and speak to those those recurring symptoms. In Hebrews chapter six, I wanna get here, it says, let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ. You've heard the scripture a lot, again and again. It goes on to say, let's go on and become mature in our understanding. Surely, the scripture says, we don't need to start again. Now, he's laying out in Hebrews 6 foundational, fundamental, foundational truths Of the word of god and i want to read this tonight so that i can build a case and prove a point because that's what the word does the word of god builds a case we're not just suspect of something without evidence or proof but the word of god is our evidence so we can stand on something and be sure ways of god that we are sure about goes on to say Let's stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let's move on and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of, here he goes. Number one, repentance from dead works. Number two, putting our faith where? In God. Fundamental truth it's in God. That's where your faith belongs number three he says you don't need further instruction about baptisms about the what laying on of hands often what we'll find is things are spoken sequentially in the word of god in the area of significance or importance and so what he's saying to us is He's saying, let's move off of this place. When we look at 2 Timothy and we see that God's desire is to come in and change our hearts, change what we believe, so that the enemy will no longer have a snare. What this scripture is showing us is that, what's a dead work? We need to repent for what? Dead works. What's a dead work? A dead work is something that we believe, that we do that produces no life a dead work is something that is contrary to the word of God and the ways of God because the word of God is alive and it produces life so a dead work then is believing something that's contrary to the word of God and it produces death and not life he says let's move off of this place from repentance to dead works and then he goes on to list the foundational foundational truths of how God's kingdom works and number one is we got to know what we're thinking because what we're thinking is affecting us tonight in our physical body number four I numbered them for you just for the sake of the teaching is the laying on of hands so if we look at that scripture and we allow the scripture to contextually speak to us what do we see that God's saying the first thing that has to happen is you need to find out what you're thinking and where you're stinking thinking might be maybe before somebody lays hands on you because there's a good chance If your thinking is opposing me that when someone comes the higher order is that first we find out what we're thinking and we cause it to line up with God's word then when we obey the foundational truth God says a foundational truth in Christianity is the laying on of hands impartation Healing, blessing, increase is a fundamental truth in the kingdom of God. There is the ability to transfer. But he's saying, if we don't allow Holy Spirit, who knows the mind of God, to lead us and guide us and direct us every day in our thinking, then we could have thinking quite possibly that we don't even realize and when life is just spinning in circles it seems like in the area of healing and we're like how did this happen God wants us to be intolerant to sickness and disease intolerant God wants us to understand who we are. God wants us just like that man that day who said at 10 o'clock today I'm going home to be with Jesus. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm not going to die sick. I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to be home. I'm done here. God's releasing me and I'm going. Where we come up. We allow the word of God to wash us. So that the light shines on us and reveals to us anywhere our thinking may be, may have been, or were, maybe our thinking is great, and there's no symptoms, and there's no sickness, and we're armed with this truth. The Bible says, how will we escape if we neglect so great salvation when god reveals to us his ways his ways his ways how the kingdom works how things work how will we this scripture says how will we escape how will we walk in strength how will we walk free from pain and torment and sickness and disease How will we escape if we neglect let's just close our eyes and bow our heads hallelujah we bless you Jesus we glorify you God we just invite you tonight Lord we just invite you in the name of Jesus we just declare maybe you're saying that right where you're sitting we we want to change what we've been believing in the area of healing We want to change it, God, so you can use us. We want to change maybe what we've been believing. We had, you might say that tonight, I had no idea those generational things, what was behind them was a thought process. I had no idea, you might say that tonight, I had no idea that that the root of sickness and disease could come out in a physical body. I had no idea, you might say that tonight, in the name of Jesus. We invite you, Holy Spirit, That sickness could possibly be the fruit of wrong thinking. Hallelujah. We invite you, Lord. We invite you to open our eyes. We invite you to cause us to see the truth. We invite you, in the name of Jesus, to turn. Repentance means to turn from the way that you've been thinking. To change what you've been believing. To take your life back. To take... Your health back in the name of Jesus. And then we when we get the truth, Hebrews tells us to hold unswervingly to it, to hold on tightly to it, to hold fast to it, because God can be trusted. He tells us that there's life, that there's strength. When he was talking to his disciples, he said, You're searching the scriptures so diligently because in them you believe that there's life. And Jesus says, You're right there is life in the word but ha 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 the scriptures are talking about me hallelujah thank you for the life in the word we release that life we say come holy spirit in the name of jesus we say come holy spirit come holy spirit come holy spirit we welcome you in the name of jesus we welcome you in the name of jesus We welcome you, Lord. Hallelujah. And we invite you, Lord. We invite you. Holy Spirit and we just take a moment right now lord i'm going to open up the altars if you're here tonight and you might have something that's been going on in your physical body and you might say you know you but now you understand we get it we need we need wisdom from god we need the lord to speak to us god is there something behind is there a door that's been opened? am i being held captive have i given the enemy permission i'm gonna sit i'm gonna sit and i'm gonna have a conversation with the lord And then I'm going to do what? I'm going to repent of that. I'm going to renounce it. I'm going to recognize it. I'm going to take responsibility for it. I'm going to renounce it, and I'm going to repent of it. I'm going to remove it from my life, and I'm going to receive the truth in the name of Jesus. And then I might go to the altar. I might have someone lead me through something like that, separate myself from that. In the name of jesus so healing could flow so healing could flow so jesus could be glorified so jesus could be honored in our bodies honored in our lives so we do that holy spirit we just invite you right now in the name of jesus you might have a paper and a pen in your hand just a few more minutes just a few more minutes hallelujah and we ask you lord in the name of jesus that you would just come and that you would, you would speak those things, God, in your hearts. Lord, we just ask, are, are there words, God? Are there thoughts, God? Is there a belief system, Lord? You might have symptoms tonight. It's not the, just the sniffles. It's something that you've been dealing with, maybe. It's something that's generational. welcome you, Holy Spirit. And we just ask, Lord, right now, we know that you love us. We know that we don't have to earn healing. We know that healing is the children's bread, God. We know that it's free, Lord. And we ask, Lord, that you just speak to our hearts right now in the name of Jesus. We invite you to come into that area, Lord, where sometimes trauma would have caused, Lord, wrong thinking, something generational. We just take a moment, God, and we ask that you'd speak to our hearts. Turn our eyes to you Jesus. We give you every negative emotion. We ask that you would come and that you would spirit, soul, body. We repent of wrong thinking. We bind every evil, close every door in the name of Jesus. And we ask, Lord, that you would speak truth to our hearts, God, just in this moment, that you would just speak truth, God, that you would speak truth concerning our bodies, that you would speak truth, God, concerning those situations, Lord, that you would speak truth concerning our families, concerning our generations, God. We put on the helmet of salvation, Lord, We choose to think, God, the way you want us to think. To not be in opposition, God, to you. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to speak truth in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. And we ask, Lord, if we just take one more moment, God, we just ask in the name of Jesus, would you show us, God, what, what is healing in our life, God? What is freedom, God, what does it look like in our life, Lord? What does it look like, God? What does it sound like, God? Could you show us, Lord, what does it look like to be 50, 60, 70, 80, and running strong, Lord, with you? look like, God, to not be in opposition to your word? What does it look like, God, to believe the truth? What does it look like, Lord? We ask to live free from pain, to live free from disease, to live free from all sickness, all torment, in the name of Jesus. We give you our thoughts. We give you our thoughts. We lay them down, every opposing thought, and we take your thoughts. And we thank you, Lord, for Joshua that tells us as we meditate now, God, on those words, on those pictures day and night. As we meditate, as we give ourselves over to those things, that we will make our way prosperous, that we'll deal wisely, that we'll have success.